in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Austin police are trying to figure out what led to a deadly shooting at a popular North Austin shopping center. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Scary moments here. Two people now dead. One person in the hospital and might not make it. Around 5 last night, APD saying it got a report of shots fired at the Arboretum Shopping Center in North Austin. A really busy spot. When officers arrived, they found those two people dead. Police believing one of them was the shooter. Witness describes being with her child as the shots were fired. I'm out with my son and it's just, it might have been one thing if it was just me, but the fact that my own son was with me, um, that whole, you know, mom mode sets in. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's one thing if I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm here, it's just me, take me, whatever. But since my son's here, it brings it to a whole different level. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Fire and Explosives, along with the APD bomb squad, were all there. Despite reports of what sounded like an explosion, there wasn't a bomb found at the scene. And we still don't know what those relationships are between the victims and the suspect. However, police say there's no threat to the public. Austin's new interim police chief saying stopping gun violence is a priority for her. Robin Henderson takes over for the outgoing Chief Joe Chacon as he retired. I believe we need to be intentional about targeting gun violence, making sure that we're doing steps to ensure that our community is aware and educated on the, on the potential risks that they, they may encounter. And so just situational awareness, but also with our enforcement, we need to be uh, focused with our enforcement and also be consistent in, in how we, how we uh, provide our policing services. Austin City Council approved her appointment as interim chief just yesterday. Henderson most recently served as chief of staff to Chief Chacon. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Happy Friday to you. We start with a live look outside DKR Texas Memorial. We got the lights on. We are going to be bringing you live reports all morning. Get you ready for game day tomorrow. Texas's season opener versus Rice tomorrow afternoon. Temperatures this morning in the 70s and 80s. Just a few degrees warmer in most spots compared to yesterday. But uh, these temperatures will probably fall just a couple of degrees before that warm up kicks in. Up by two in Georgetown. Up by three in San Saba. Up by four in Rockdale here. Temperatures this afternoon pretty similar to what you felt on Thursday. That means we're getting back to the low 100s. Yesterday we hit 101 downtown. Uh, we actually kind of uh, exceeded average a little bit there at the airport. They hit 103. We'll go 102 today. Mainly sunny conditions uh, underneath some of those dry skies. Not expecting rain today. I think a couple spotty storms might squeeze out tomorrow but you can see the general trend here is we're working with a little more moisture over the weekend. So that I think is why we've got a few spots of light rain nothing that will ruin your Labor Day weekend, but I'm going to time out some of those isolated storms for you, especially for my friends in our eastern counties. We'll talk about how much we can expect and when to expect those. Hotter than normal temperatures, more likely than not for the first week of September. 
I'm still watching for some ozone issues. We've got another air quality alert today. I'll fill you in on the details coming up in your first morning forecast, but still following our coverage of what was Hurricane Idalia, showing you now video out of Charleston, South Carolina. Storm surge from what was tropical storm Idalia combined with high tides created a dangerous flooding situation there in the city. You can see those waves coming up and over the sidewalk. A lot of wind as well. Video shows an aerial view too of storm damage in the Big Bend of Florida. Three people have now died from the storms and more than a half a million lost power at one time. Many have been restored. Most of those in the bullseye are still in the dark though and you can see the devastation left behind. We're going to continue to follow those updates out of Florida following Idalia throughout the morning. Thank you, Kristen. And Austin ISD campus shut down three years ago is going to see new life today. The district and Congressman Lloyd Doggett announcing plans to repurpose Pease Elementary School. Since the school's closure, the district's hosted community meetings trying to find ways to utilize the building. It's on Rio Grande Street, just west of the state capitol, and the district closed Pease and some other campuses due to the aging facilities and declining enrollment. Also starting today, people who have jury duty in Travis County can expect to be paid more for their time, a little more. Travis County leaders raising jury pay from $6 to $20 on the first day of jury service. And the following days, jurors can expect a pay raise from $40 to $58. You're going to have to wait to renew your driver's license in person. All driver's license offices across the state, along with customer service centers, are closed today through next Tuesday. The DPS driver license division is updating the driver's license system over the weekend. It is the unofficial last weekend of summer and Americans are embracing it. 95 million people expected to travel this Labor Day weekend. And according to Federal Aviation Administration, this will be the third busiest holiday weekend of the year with 14 million expected to fly over the next three days, up nearly 11% from last year. Although AAA says bookings for both domestic and international trips are up from last year, those big end of summer family trips don't really factor into that equation. AAA's Andrew Goss explains the emerging trend among families with school-aged kids. So Labor Day weekend may just be kind of like a little three-day getaway, if at all. They may stay closer to home, go visit family or go to a nearby beach or a nearby theme park. It probably has definitely changed over the past few years as schools have started so much earlier. The Labor Day of old is not the Labor Day of now. Before you hit the road or you head to the airport, make sure you watch the Today Show as Tom Costello breaks down all things travel this holiday weekend, including which cities are expecting the most traffic. The city of Kyle is entering a new level of water restrictions. Why San Marcos could help ease the water needs, though. And as the Longhorns get set to take the field this weekend, we're looking at what you can expect with traffic around UT. Welcome back. The Travis County Sheriff's Office is looking for some help identifying the person who shot a child during a road rage incident. This happened in Dell Valley near Circuit of the Americas Boulevard on Monday evening. Investigators say someone driving a black Chevy Tahoe shot at a car and hit a child. That child recovering, the suspect described as white or Hispanic, a young man between the ages of 17 and 20. And a teenager accused of shooting and killing a 19-year-old now facing a lesser charge. Irvin Coronado Pal Palacio, then 17, originally charged with capital murder 
for the death of 19-year-old Brian Serrano, as well as aggravated robbery. Happened back in May on Springfield Drive in South Austin. Grand jury reviewed the case and lowered those charges to murder and aggravated assault, making him eligible for bond. The judge granted a $150,000 bond, something the victim's family and district attorney's office opposed to. We spoke with a legal expert to talk about what judges consider when granting bonds. Do they have ties to you know, somewhere out of the country where they could possibly uh, flee to? Um, are they a threat to the community, to the specific victim? Are there certain safeguards that can be put in place, possibly released from custody, but be put on house arrest with maybe an ankle monitor? Palacio's attorney told the judge while he was a juvenile, criminal history, those crimes were nonviolent. The attorney asked he be released with GPS monitoring. As of this morning, Palacio still in jail. What Austin ISD will have to do if it wants to answer and avoid a state takeover. And the big changes coming to UT's big ticket for students ahead of the football season. Good morning. A live look outside. You can see UT Stadium DKR Texas Memorial lit up. Hard to make out. That's actually burnt orange from those lights. And this weekend marks the start of the University of Texas football season. It does. Hopefully getting to kickoff is going to be a little smoother this season. Now that all that construction has wrapped up on MLK Junior Boulevard for the Capitol Complex. But traffic is, of course, going to be tough on Saturday around T, as always. Yeah, it always is. KXA and traffic anchor Erica Brennis breaks down what you can expect and how much it's going to cost you to get to the game. This season, Texas football fans will notice something different about MLK Junior Boulevard. Work on the Capitol Mall had lanes closed and shifting last year at Congress Avenue, but not this football season. There are still closures east and west of the Capitol Mall, but not on MLK. Let's discuss getting to and from the game, your options and how much it's going to cost you. Let's start with parking options. There are multiple state garages. They're first come first serve and cost $25. You can find closer garages that require a parking pass, which I found on StubHub ranging from $50 to $100 this weekend for the Brazos garage and $162 for the Maynard garage directly east of DKR. If you opt to use rideshare, I recommend pre-booking your ride to avoid those surge charges. For instance, if I book an Uber today for Saturday's game, my 14-mile drive to the stadium will cost me about $31 plus a tip. If you find yourself further away from the stadium than your feet will take you, there are a lot of pedicabs around campus that can get you within just a block of DKR, but the pricing there fluctuates per driver. And then Cap Metro has very affordable options with multiple routes dropping off and picking up throughout the day. If you can find a legal place to park along one of those routes, you can get dropped off just a few blocks from the stadium. A bus ticket costs only $2.50 for the entire day. You could take a scooter, but if you plan on drinking, I don't think there's a single doctor, nurse, or police officer that will recommend it. Leave a sober driver to handle your transportation. In Austin, Erica Brennis, KXAN News.
Good advice. Yes. <laughs> Couple <laughs> drinks, hop on the scooter. I know. I mean, they're already dangerous when you're sober. <laughs> That's true. So. And just a little hot take too. Those scooters, they have that like force fields around you too. Right. So it only gets you to right. the edge, and then you're walking Still the rest gotta of walk. the way. Yeah. So yes. the all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> yeah. your scooter stops, and yeah. you're like, "What? what Incarnation? Yeah. What's going on? It's not you. It's the scooter." Let me show you what's going on here. Because yes, we are getting you ready for uh, Texas's season opener tomorrow. But let's get. A little love to the Bobcats. This is a live look from your West Shore home camera down there in San Marcos. Now, lights won't be on down there uh, tomorrow because they're actually going to be at Baylor up in Waco. It's a 6 p.m. kick for Texas State taking on Baylor there. So uh, we're excited for them. You can see the weather's nice and quiet down there in the bottom of Hayes County. Temperature-wise, we're currently sitting at 78 degrees. South-southeast winds about 5 miles per hour. Winds will be pretty variable through the day. Pool forecast. High of 102, that matches where we were yesterday. Mainly steady skies. There's not going to be a whole lot of change between what we saw yesterday and what I'm expecting today. Your air quality alert has returned as well. That's ozone down here at the ground that's causing those problems. So those intersensitive groups like the kids, the seniors, respiratory illnesses, if you fall into that category, maybe we spend a little more time inside this afternoon uh, just because that might irritate us a little bit more than, than everybody else. Texas game day forecast tomorrow, 2.30 kick at DKR Texas Memorial, and it's going to be hot, Longhorn fans, so plan ahead. You want to make sure you've got a lot of sunscreen on, hydrate today and into tomorrow morning before you even get to the stadium. That kickoff temperature is about 100. We'll get up to 102 during the middle of the game and eventually uh, get down to the upper 90s by the time we finish the fourth quarter. It's going to be toasty all game long. Hey, something to note, I'm going to show you what we could see in our Eastern County Saturday afternoon, and that's a couple of these little spits of rain here. Very isolated, very confined, nothing that will ruin your Labor Day weekend. But because we've got just a little bit of some moisture out there in enough lift to keep that isolated storm chance around, we'll go with that Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Eastern counties, that's it. Not expecting rain here in the Austin Metro. Not expecting it in the Hill Country either. Forecast highs staying right at about 102 all the way through Monday. And then you could see our first work week into September next week, showing temperatures staying at 101 to 102. Your overnight lows pretty steady as well in those mid to upper 70s every morning. Austin police are asking for your help finding a man they say robbed two Wells Fargo banks last week. And police released photo, video, photo, photos of the man from surveillance cameras. And we can tell you if you're listening on the podcast that they hope the man's tattoos will help identify him. The tattoos are a large tattoo across his throat and another on his wrist. Police say the first robbery happened on last Friday on South Pleasant Valley Road. The second one happened Tuesday, just two and a half miles away on South Congress. If you have any information, please call Austin Police. Texas Governor Abbott is now in the crosshairs of Los Angeles over the private busing of migrants to that city. LA City Council filing two separate motions Tuesday. They're pushing for legal action against Texas and Governor Abbott. The council voting unanimously on both motions, one calling for a probe investigating whether Abbott's actions violated any criminal laws like kidnapping and human trafficking. Some pointing out how earlier this month the bus arrived right as Hurricane Hillary was hitting Southern California. How heartless do you have to be to send toddlers and small children knowing that everything that the city was preparing for an unprecedented state of emergency? The callous, 
and disregard for lives of these families deserves a full investigation and accountability into the criminal actions of wrongdoing of Governor Greg Abbott. In a statement, the governor's office said, quote, the L.A. City Council members are complete hypocrites. In June, they unanimously voted to become a sanctuary city, welcoming migrants to the city, adding each bus is stocked with food and water and makes stops along the trip to refuel and switch drivers. Migrants are allowed to purchase any extra provisions or disembark at any of these stops. We now know what Austin School District has to do to avoid a state takeover of its special education department. Comes after the Texas Education Agency found Austin ISD committed at least 40 violations of special education code here and the requirements. KXAN investigator Kelly Wiley explains why state education leaders are offering less severe state intervention in exchange for the district complying with new deadlines. Since someone took Junkrat, I'm play as Junker Queen. Aaliyah Del Fiero loves playing games and drawing, but the last few school years have rarely been easy for the preteen. In the fourth grade, at the urging of a teacher who suspected Aaliyah might need extra help, her mother made a request for a special education evaluation from Austin ISD. Oh, she's a good kid. She's just, you know, she just needs some more, some help. The district, according to state law, should have completed the evaluation within 45 school days. Instead, records show it didn't happen for over a year. The evaluation found she had ADHD. According to her attorney, the delay in her evaluation deprived her of additional services. So she's struggling during all that time and not getting any supports and services. Aaliyah's story represents a broader issue facing the district. TEA investigators found since 2020, Austin ISD repeatedly waited longer than allowed by state and federal law to evaluate students. The district said Wednesday, it's progressing, tripling the number of staff who can perform evaluations and decreasing its backlog by 35% since January. But how many evaluations are currently overdue for Austin ISD? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into the details specifically around how many um, we've been working and getting through the backlog. We know that the original, um, I guess, concerns that got us into this, you know, several years ago back in 2021, much of that's been cleared. Aaliyah is now starting eighth grade, and there's no way to know how much the delay put her behind. It made me feel a little sad, you know, because I didn't know how to help her or what she needed. Uh, I didn't want her to struggle, you know, and then I didn't know that uh, there, there was help like there is now. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. It's almost time until 11th ranked Texas takes the field, and it'll be the first glimpse of the team that is picked to finish the 2023 season at the top of the Big 12 Conference. They spent a lot of time on that practice field, but now it's time for them to hit the big stage on Saturday. The Longhorns are hoping that all of their hard work from this preseason will translate to this Saturday and beyond. Head coach Steve Sarkeesian is optimistic that will be the case. He also provided some insight on the strategy that he'll come out with for this first game. What you try to do early in the first game, especially, is you try to run things that you feel like the players have a really good understanding of um, throughout training camp. And so that regardless of what front you might get, regardless of what blitz you might get, regardless of what coverage you might get, that the players can operate it and execute it. And then as you as you navigate your way through this first ball game or so, making those adjustments 
predicated off of what you're getting. You know, what are they actually calling? How are they playing? Uh, and then where do we need to adjust? Rice is coming off a five and eight season. They concluded last year on a four game losing streak to the Owls. First two games will be against Big 12 opponents, Texas and then Houston to follow in week two. Tomorrow's matchup will kick off at 2.30. High school football, LBJ and Weiss facing off last night in Pflugerville for our KBVO game of the week. First quarter, third play of the drive. Weiss is braiding Wooly, making some beautiful moves there. Breaking a couple of tackles, headed down the sideline, and he's gone. 32-yard touchdown run for Wooly, 7-0 Wolves. 14-0 Weiss, now they've got LBJ pinned back deep on fourth down. The punt is blocked. Weiss knocks it out of the back of the end zone for the safety, so it's 16 to nothing. Wolves at that point, they're certainly fired up. Jax Brown here, free play because of the penalty, so he's just going to throw it deep in the area. Three receivers, Adrian Wilson is the one who comes up with it, though. That is a touchdown to make it 23 to nothing. Wolves, then Brown to Jacques Bradley Demps to make it 30 to nothing wolves weiss wins it 44 to 19 the wolves are now 2 and 0 on the season tonight westlake and judson will do battle at 7:30 you can catch the action live on kxan.com and don't forget we've got game night tonight at 10 o'clock with highlights and scores from around the area that's it for sports Let's go back over to you Thank you, Jonathan. For those listening on the KXAN News Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. A new law in Texas schools going into effect, but our area's biggest district is doing about some new security requirements. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.